Hello everyone, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to be back all up in your ears. And so this episode is a part two of Rocky Foundation. And um, I'm just gonna give a little bit of details, nothing too in depth, because then the recording will be super, super long. So just a little bit of overview, just to get the picture, so you guys can form a picture in mind. And so I believe I left off on the first recording that we got married. So our first year of marriage, we got married in November of 2015. And in December, we, my daughter and I, um, came to Jersey for winter vacation. Um, I was still in school at that time. So the first day that we got here, my husband picked picked us up from the airport, dropped uh, my daughter and I to my sister's house, and he went to work. After he got off work, he went to pick one of the boys up from school, and then he picked us up because we were going to go over to his mom's house. Um, they always stay in this family house, and so that's where we were going to go. And so we went, we bought, uh, he bought McDonald's for the kids and we drove to their mom's house. My daughter was asleep in her car seat in the back of um, the car on the passenger side. And I was sitting in the front in the passenger side, he was driving. So we got there, the little boy got dropped off. We hand over the food and the mom noticed, he, she came outside to get the little boy, noticed me, came rush into the car and the car door was open because I had handed the food. And screaming, oh, I told you I don't want this bee to be around my children and just started cussing and then she tried to attack me. My husband came from around the car, passing by the back side of the car because um, where I was sitting was next to the curb and tried to pull her off me. And so when she finally got off he got in the car and we drove off and sometimes I'm so caring to the point that it it comes back and slapped me in the face like no didn't deserve that type of sympathy or you know love and care from you and so my husband told me babe let's call the police and let's make a report. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, that's the children's mom. And I don't want to go through all of that. It's okay. Just let it go. Big mistake. So she went and made several police reports, actually, which is kind of funny because um, the different reports had different story as to what happened. And she made a report and she said in it, um, one said I was driving and me and my husband attacked her together. The other one said that, oh, my husband beat her up. And so it was a huge situation now. So now we have to deal with family court and criminal court because she's saying she was assaulted. We went to family court. She applied for a restraining order. At first, she tried to make it seem like my husband has been threatening her, that he was going to harm her because she wanted to uh, put him on child support. And so 
that day when we went to drop the kid up off, that was like the day he acted on his threat. And she claimed that she had all these messages on her Boost Mobile phone to show that all this, you know, has been going on. And so they told her to bring um, the evidence. And of course, she couldn't provide it because it wasn't true. And she was like, oh, you know, her phone got messed up. She couldn't find it. And so the judge threw that idea out because when they looked into it, my husband had previously went and filed child support himself. So he put him on child support for the children. So it does not make sense that someone who already went in to put themselves on child support would now want to attack you because you want to put them on child support. So they threw that out and she performed in the courtroom. I was in. Um, in the room when they were interviewing her but according to what my husband said and she's so terrified of him she's afraid of her life and so the judge stated that he does not believe that my husband assaulted her because she had pictures of bruises but the way it looked it wasn't intense to where someone who's my husband's size and if you don't know my husband personally, you can follow him on Instagram. Is um NDO, I think NDO underscore champ. NDO underscore champ. So you can see his build, like someone with that size who attack you, you'll be way more injured than that. So the judge said that he didn't think that that happened. But however, since she feared for her life, he granted her the restraining order. My husband didn't see his children from December of 2015 up to March of 2016 that's how long it took to finally go through go through all of that process and we had to deal with the case in criminal court we had to pay money to get a lawyer something stupidly that we did not do in family court was to get a lawyer that would have been extremely beneficial to us and the case was thrown out in family court because she would never show up. She would show up once and never go back. And she was just so inconsistent. It's just like, all right, you said something happened to you and you want justice, but you're not showing up to a court hearing. And every time our lawyer showed up, we had to pay her whether um, the defendant, uh, plaintiff, I'm not even sure which one she would be considered in that case, um, whether they show up or not we still have to pay our lawyer because our lawyers show up so in the end God worked out the case was thrown out finally my husband had um his visitation rights with his kids they had to do drop off at the police station and now she was still upset she was still hurt the fact that my husband had moved on wasn't happy about it so she started using the kids against him she would not drop the kids off when it was time for her to um, drop the kids off for him to spend time with his children. And so that kind of went on and on and on and just going back and forth to court, back and forth to court. I believe at the end of March, she made a complaint that my husband violated the restraining order. And she said he was he posted a video where he was at a park in the work called Wheatway Park with his oldest son, or I said our oldest son. And 
she claimed that that was the park in front of her house, which is not because the park was extreme distance away from her house. She, so she claimed that that was what happened. And so they arrested him. They don't go ahead and investigate and then arrest you. They arrest you right away. So we had to pay bill money and then go back to court to try to fight that as well. And, and we was still dealing with that situation in court when another situation happened. So my husband was arrested for that complaint in March and the sad part about it, he had the children with him and he was coming back from Philadelphia, from Pennsylvania, and he got pulled over and they arrested him and the police had arrested him in front of the kids and the police had to take the kids. Um, And he had to try and find someone to pick the kids up from Pennsylvania. And it was heartbreaking for him who have been in prison before and missed, you know, missed out on his children life to now have to experience being arrested in front of his children. And it was even harder on us because I was still in Arizona at the time. So though I was his support system, we were miles apart. And so I'm over there trying to call people on the other side and figure out who can go ahead and go look into the situation to see where did they take him, how much is his bill, and all of these other things going on. So while we're dealing with that, I graduated in May of 2016. My husband came over for graduation. And I still remember that morning. I'm not sure it was the first graduation or the second one, but I still remember that morning while we're getting um, ready. And actually it was at night while we're getting ready to go to bed. We get a call from his sister. She was flying in for my graduation the next day that, oh, the SWAT team was at his house looking for him. They went banging on the door looking for him. So we're like, looking for him? Looking for him for what? And he knew someone in the police department, so he tried calling them to figure out what was going on, and the person said, oh, there was a warrant out for his arrest. So he told them, well, I'm not in New Jersey. And so they're like, oh, when you get back, turn yourself in. So we went through my graduation, everything. Of course, I was graduating, but I had a heavy heart because I'm worried about what's going on, what's going to happen to my husband. He gets back to Jersey. He turned himself in. He gets locked up again. Comes to find out she made a second uh, complaint of violation of restraining order. And now this one was apparently he was in front of her house in the morning around 7 a.m., in a car that she could not describe. She didn't know the color of the car that he was in. She was so afraid she couldn't take the kids to school. She went back in. I was like, all right, you've been in this car. The car my husband had at the time was a car that he had when they were still together. So, and even when they weren't together, because my husband used to um, still pick the kids up from school, keep the kids every day, and then drop the kids off when she was off work and pick the kids up on the weekend before the whole court situation happened. So you know what his car looked like. You know the description of his car. But now, out of nowhere, 
you don't know you know what his car is but you just know he was sitting in front of your car and you was afraid so he got arrested for that we went to court the court said okay they're gonna throw out the park situation throw that out and charge him on the sitting in front of the house situation and so my husband was like I didn't do it I wasn't in front of her house we're fighting the case my husband got record um, from his job that at that time he was at work. He goes to work about 6 in the morning, sometimes 5, 5.30. So he got proof that he was at work. And the prosecutor said, well, the girl, she still, she still wants to fight the case and she doesn't want to drop it. So they have to proceed. So now because he has evidence that he was at work at the time, she said he was sitting in front of the house they had to they were gonna drop that one and then now charge him on the park one that they originally was planning on dropping and it was just so crazy dealing with the court system and my husband was instructed by the public defender that we had not to even take it to trial because there's a possibility he will lose um because he's a big black man that looks intimidating number one number two there's a possibility she could start crying in the court and then you know just doing things that would make her look sympathetic that he could end up losing and so it was just God working things out for us that it actually got dropped down to um, like a ticket offense a misdemeanor that was kind of equivalent to a ticket offense and nothing really serious thank God for that so after dealing with that with her we went through her actually keeping the kids away from him for months. And she would not show up with the kids when she's supposed to show up at all. So I think he went about three, three months or so, um, not seeing the kids. So kept going back to the court, kept going back to the court. And every time he went to court, he had to miss work in order to go to court. And they would schedule a court hearing a court date but she would not show up so it had to be rescheduled it had to be rescheduled and it was so frustrating and I know he was really going through it because he loved his kids and he wanted to be there for them um, fast forward to we went through all of that um, dealing with that situation and then um, I was in Arizona for for another year before moving out here I moved out here June or July of 2017 so the first um year of our marriage which was super crazy well I guess the first year and a half was super crazy we spent it apart but by the grace of God we didn't allow what we were going through outside to kind of tear us apart to give up on one another we didn't allow that to happen but because our foundation that we started on was shaky we had to deal with all of that and any relationship where one person is heartbroken and they feel as if they're not ready to move on the other person is moving on that's that hurt they might want to get back at that person it's even worse when they feel like the new person the with was the cause of the demise of their happy picture it's even worse that way and so we went through the ups and downs
so that was what we went through the first year and probably year and a half of our marriage and I want to close um close this episode with something that was on my mind when I was thinking about what I was going to say for my next episode and for us to be able to listen to people with non-defensive ears it's something that I see a lot on social media I'm one of those people who don't post a lot but when I do go on social media I read the comments that's where the fun is it's in the comment and I have noticed that people are so defensive nowadays um, it could be something simple as someone giving an advice on how to do certain things or um, something that maybe a woman should take into consideration and all in the comment you're going to see oh but men have to do that too and men have this issue too it's like okay there's no denying that depending on what the topic is it's something that applies to men but that particular thing that that person is talking about is talking about women so when we become so um, defensive to the point where we end up missing the value in something it's almost similar to a kid that did something and the parent is talking to them and they're like oh but you know my brother did that too and it was like all right he may have done that but I'm talking to you now this is for you to hear and it's something that is in the bible that when you're a child you act like a child you think like a child but when you become an adult you have to think as an adult so I feel like a lot of times we miss out on certain things because we're listening with defensive ears and we're not listening and we're missing the value of whatever it is that's coming across us and so I say that to say that there's some things I I will talk about on here and it might just be I'm talking from a woman perspective or I might just share something from my husband um, perspective but that doesn't mean that I lack understanding that it could apply to vice versa. It just means that that's what I'm talking about at the time and that's what it applies to at the time. And for us to, it might be something that we may have to pray for, for God to bless us, to be able to not be so emotionally driven to respond to something or to receive something it's always good to have a balance like oh this person said this and it offended me but what was it ready that they said we have to have that balance between emotional and reasoning and logical in order um for us to be able to just live a healthy and full life you can't have one more than the other you just have to work on having that balance and so I'm glad that you guys tune in today to listen to what I had to say I am looking forward to sharing more and more with you guys I'm also open to hearing suggestions of things that maybe your experiences that you want me to shine a light on and so I pray that God be with all of you and I am looking forward to next time stay blessed